Hey guys, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. To get a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. We try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we serve our Lord. Find the podcast on YouTube and anywhere that you can get your podcast. So here's just a couple thoughts I wanted to give to you guys. I was just kind of, I was walking the parking lot after worship and thinking about this, this thought and driving around. And as I was thinking about this thought, I thought about this question. And the question is this. Jesus would always ask one thing before he did something for somebody. And he would always ask this, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? And Jesus being the master teacher, he knew exactly why he needed to ask to ask that question. So when you think about that, that question, what do you want me to do for you? It's a question that we hear every day, but we don't personally use it that much. To be honest with you, instead of asking, what do you want me to do for you? Sometimes we can mind read and we expect them to understand what we need from them. But when you think about that question, we hear it every day. You know, you go to you go to Wendy's, right? Welcome to Wendy's. What can I do for you? Right. You go to Chick-fil-A. How may I serve you? What, What do you need me to do? You might even say it wherever you work. How can I help you? What do you what do you need? How can I help you today? How can I assist? What can I do? Is everything okay? Do you need help? We ask literally random people those questions. But then sometimes when it comes to ourselves individually, sometimes we don't ask that question to those around us. What do you want me to do? Right? What do you want me to do for you? So just real quick, let's look at a couple things here. A couple um, examples. Go to Luke 18. Luke 18, and I want to look at verse number um, verse number 38. Actually, verse 40. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him, what will or what do you want me to do for you? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. You see, notice the question that Jesus asked before he healed him. He asked him simply, what do you want me to do for you? Here's what I'm realizing about Christ as as uh, as I study and as I learn from the Bible and as I'm being taught. Jesus. What he was to people. He was exactly what they wanted him to be. Think about that for a minute. Jesus was exactly what people wanted him to be. But the thing about that is Jesus was different for everybody. So so what do I mean by that? So to some people, Jesus was a like a true friend. You know, you think about John, you know, I think about, um, you know, John chapter 21, I believe. Yeah. When when John was laying on the breast of Jesus. So to Jesus and or to John, Jesus was his best friend. To others, Jesus was an acquaintance. Right? You know, um, you know, you think about people that just knew him. But then to some people, Jesus was just the nice guy. Well, what do I mean by that? People sometimes people didn't have intentions on listening to what Jesus said. They just viewed him as Whenever I need something, I can go to him because I know that's his character. I'm just going to go to him and he'll give it to me because I know he will. 
So whenever I need comfort, I can go to him because guess what he's going to give me? Whatever I need. Whenever I want food, something physically, what will he give me? I know because who he is, he's going to give me food. Sometimes to some people, Jesus was just a nice person. But then to some people, Jesus was the villain. Think about the, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They say, well, who are you to compare yourself to God? So to some people, Jesus was the villain. And so when you notice, when you ask that question, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus knew he was going to get a different response because he knew the need was going to be different. So to this man, Jesus was somebody that he just didn't want something from. Jesus wasn't a villain to him. Jesus wasn't just a nice guy or just an acquaintance to him. Jesus was his only hope. I need this man. If I don't have this man in my life, I know for a fact that I won't be able to get better without this man. And so here's my question to you before we keep moving forward. As a Christian person, who is Jesus to you? In all seriousness, guys, who is Jesus to you? Is Jesus the villain to you? And what do I mean by that? Well, Jordan, there's no way I view Jesus as a villain. If you believe the commandments are hard, if you believe that it's too tough, that you can't do it, that everything's out of fear, guess what he is to you? He is the villain. Or is Jesus just the nice guy to you? Well, what, do I, what, what do we mean by that? So whenever you find yourself struggling in life, you know, you might be going through good times, good times, and then you're in a drought and you're hurting for a while. And then, you know, you can run to Christ and those that love Christ, you know that. So to you, you will use Jesus until you're, you've used him up. You will use him until what you get out of him and then you're done with him until you need him again. So you'll shelf him. You will shelf him. Well, man, I feel energized now. So I'll put Jesus on the shelf and I'll put him there until I need him in my life again. Or to you, is Jesus your best friend? Do you lean on him? Do you cry out to him? Do you do you struggle as Jacob did with the angel? Do you struggle in trying to find out what the Lord wants you to do in your life and try to figure out his will for you? Do you really try to work things out with him and, and tell him everything and, and do things for him and love him and want other people to know him? And you want to grow and you want to grow your relationship with him. Is Jesus your best friend? So before we move forward, in all honesty, what you have to answer right now, who is he to you? Who have you made him? Now, here's here's something that we need to um, recognize. If Jesus is the villain to you. Guess what? Everybody else will be to you who follows him. They will be the villain too. whoever Jesus is to you. That's how you will treat everybody else around you. So here's the dangerous part. As we do that, this is why we have to go back and really answer that question. So tonight, in all seriousness, 
if tonight, so I'm sitting here at my apartment and I'm like a couple feet from the door. If tonight I get a knock on the door and that knock is Jesus and Jesus looks me in the eye and Jesus would ask me, what do you want me to do for you? What would I say? What would you say? Well, Lord, you know, I could use some cash right now. Lord, you know, I could use this right now. Lord, you know, if, if I just had this car, if I just had this house, you know, things would be right. You know, if, if I had a better job, Lord, you know, you know, I could serve you more. You know, Lord, if I if I could just have this, you know, what would you ask him? Because whoever he is to you, that's what your request is going to be. So think about Solomon. Remember when the Lord came to Solomon, Solomon asked the Lord asked Solomon the same thing. What do you want? And Solomon said, I want wisdom so that I could lead this people. And because he didn't ask for money and gold and silver and all that, what did the Lord still give him? All that stuff. So my question to you, as I'm as I'm pondering this question for me. There's it's we have to really understand what the question is. What do you want me to do? Because here's why this question is important. This question is important because to Jesus, it makes things clear. So I remember like in high school playing basketball. I remember sometimes I love my coach, but sometimes coach could just yell and yell, Jordan, I need you to do this. Well, Jordan, now I need you to do this. Well, Jordan, now I need you to do this. Sometimes you just get so frustrated Coach, you're telling me to do three or four things. You're yelling at me. You're, you're, you're putting me out the game. You're treating me different because you haven't made my role clear. What do you want me to do? Then sometimes, okay, I want you to do this. Okay, thank you. And that's, can't we do that with some people in our lives and with Jesus too? Sometimes what we'll do, we'll treat people different. We won't talk to them anymore. We'll be mean to them. We'll, we'll do all this stuff so we hope they'll figure it out, right? But instead of doing that, just be clear. What do you want me to do for you? Can I help you? Can I comfort you? Can I be an encouragement to you? Do you just need some time? What do you want me to do for you? Now, here's what Jesus, here's why Jesus asked this question. And now, let me give you a warning. This is the danger of asking that question. When you ask that question, you have to be willing to, if it's according to the word of God, and if it's not against his word, and if you care about the people that are around you, you have to be willing to do what they ask, even if that's not what you want to do. So what do I mean by that? So, you know, you think about, um, you think about a job opportunity, right? So if you're at a job right now and you come to your employer and you say, well, what do you want me to do? What do you need me to do? And your employer comes and says, well, I think we're going to go in a different direction. I think we're going to we're going to send you here. You asked the question, didn't you? And guess what? The answer, you got to follow through. OK, at least I know. At least I know what you want. Now, do I, is that the answer that I want to hear? Probably not. But 
I asked the question. They gave me the answer. Okay, now, now I know. So Jesus asked them, what do you want me to do? I want to receive my sight. And so Jesus said, okay, I'll give it to you. But then Jesus did the same thing to the rich man in, in Luke 18. So the rich man came up and asked him a question. So now the, the roles are reversed. Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Then what did Jesus tell him? Jesus told him exactly what he needed to do. But here's, here's where the rich man fell. The rich man didn't respect what Jesus said. Here's a sign of maturity. Whether you like it or whether you don't. After you ask that question, it's a sign of maturity if you're willing to give what they ask for. Hey, I think we're going to we're going to you know, we're going to go in a new direction. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. So now you have to, you sometimes you just have to respect what the other party wants even if you don't like it. Because that shows your self-worth, but that also shows that you you um you care about what that other person needs right now. Right? So that job, they feel like another person can fill this role better than I. Okay. Thank you. Now I know, right? Now I know. So Jesus was perfect at this, but he would always ask, what do you want me to do? But with him in Luke 18, Jesus gave him the answer. You lack one thing. Give all that you have and give to the poor. Verse number 12 or verse number 22. Now verse 23, here's how we know the rich man didn't respect Jesus. Because if he would have respected him, guess what he would have done? He'll do it. But here's how I know that the rich man didn't respect Jesus. Because when he heard it, he was sorrowful because he was rich. But think about Luke 19 with Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was just as rich as a rich man, right? But how do I know? That Zacchaeus respected Jesus. Because Zacchaeus, notice what he said. Zacchaeus in verse 8 of chapter 19 of Luke, Zacchaeus stood and said, Lord, the half of my goods I will give to the poor. And if I have taken anything by false accusation, I will restore it fourfold. That's how I know he respected Jesus, because he did it. So now, whatever Jesus is to you, that's how you will respond to him. So if Jesus is the villain for you, no matter what anybody says from the word of God, you will find a way to twist it to say, well, I, that, I don't need to do that. You will find a way to say, well, that's too hard. You will find a way to say, I don't have enough time. You will always find a stinking excuse. You will always do it. I promise you will. Because guess what Jesus is to you? He is not your friend. If Jesus is just an acquaintance to you, whatever Jesus says, you'll just do what you like to do. Well, I'm really good at this, but I'm not good at this. Then Jesus is just an acquaintance to you. But if Jesus is your true friend tonight, guys, guess what you'll do for him? You'll do anything for him. So now, do you understand now why this question is so important? What do you want me to do for you? 
So as you think about this and as you meditate upon this this week, meditate upon this. Two things. Number one, who is Jesus to you? And then number two, who are you to him? Who is Jesus to you and who are you to him? Now, the answer to that question, that's who you are to everybody else. And as I looked at that question, I looked at that and don't you want Jesus to be your friend? I want that too. But here's what I'm so afraid of. I I mean, it's, it's, it's so, it's scary, man. And, And Joe Wells talked about it this weekend. I'm so afraid that to a lot of people, Jesus is just an acquaintance. He's really not their best friend. And here's what, what's the right word? Here's what's, um, it's scary, but it leaves you in a hopeless place. And this is why I say that. Because if Jesus is your best friend, The hard part about it is you can influence, you can persuade, you can encourage and study through the scripture and you should never quit and you should never stop doing that. But sometimes who Jesus is to you, sometimes he will never be that for somebody else. And it's just so sad, man. It's so sad. If you would just make Jesus your best friend instead of just somebody that you can go to when you have free time, except when you when when he fits your schedule, when when things work out for you or when life is going great for you, if you would just switch that up, you wouldn't have to work so hard at what you're doing right now. But sometimes. Jesus is just an acquaintance. But here's my encouragement as, as, as we close. If Jesus is your best friend tonight, guys, those that are around you, even if, even if you seem annoying about it, even if you seem, um, I, I don't know, annoying is the best word I can come up with. Be annoying. Be that guy. Be that girl. Because... At some point in time, your friends that are around you, your youth group that you're in, your college group that you're in, at some point, the congregation that you worship, at some point, everybody is going to need Jesus in their life. But who you have made him to be up to this point, it's going to be tough when you need him. Because up to this point, he's just, he's been a villain. He's been an acquaintance. So when you need him, you won't know how to you won't know how to ask for his help. So keep keep encouraging your friends, keep keep telling them to love God, keep sending them stuff, keep sending them material, 
Keep sending them texts. Keep sending them encouraging things. Get to the point where you you are the annoying guy. Get to that point. Get to the point where you're the annoying the annoying girl. Because you want to show. No matter where you are in life, please, guys, make him your best friend. Here's one last thing, and I'm going to do a podcast on this, and I put it on my Instagram story. But a guy was um was saying the difference between what's the difference between a good guy and a nice guy. And he said what a nice guy will do. A nice guy will keep things, you know, comfortable and keep things, you know, straight in a sense. But he said a good guy. A good guy will get into the soil. A good guy will make you uncomfortable. A good guy will challenge you because he's going to plant that seed in your mind over and over and over again. Whether you reject him, whether you ignore him, whether you don't talk to him anymore, whether you don't, it doesn't matter. He will not stop because he understands this seed needs to be in her. This seed needs to be in him. Whether they like it or not, it needs to be there. And one day, that Instagram story said, one day when that guy that was annoying, that you didn't want to talk to, that spoke too much Bible, that you were tired of hearing verses, you were tired of getting stuff, that guy that sent you that all the time, that girl that sent you that all the time, One day they'll be gone. And that annoyance from them will stop. But then. In the video, they said, but that's going to come to harvest. And when all those verses and those texts and those studies and those texts and those studies and those encouragements and those all those things. He laid or she laid the groundwork for you. And when it comes to harvest, then when he's gone, when she's gone, you'll realize that's what he was trying to do. All he was trying to do was make Jesus my best friend. Guys, please, I encourage you tonight, man. Please make him your friend. And if you need help in doing that, please contact your your minister. Contact me. You know, through the Facebook page, through Instagram, DM me there. Guys, it's we have to start now. Please start now. Stop. Stop overworking yourself to make yourself look so busy. Stop. Just stop. Okay? Because being busy and always ripping and running, that's great to be busy. But at the same time, where has that really gotten you? Guys, let's start today. And... I would love to help you through the Bible. I would love to study with you. I would love to help you any way that I can. So the question is, what do you want me to do for you? I just wanted to give you guys those thoughts and I hope that can encourage you and help you. And um, I just hope that that can be something that you can use for this week and it can give you the strength for this week to keep going. Um, We're going to have another podcast tomorrow. It's going to be late, though. Um, Austin Fowler is going to be on. I I can't wait to have him on, Um, but it'll be a late podcast.
but I'll still release it um, tomorrow night, Lord willing. So you'll have it tomorrow night and then the video up will be up tomorrow night, Lord willing, too. So I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to see you all uh, tomorrow, Lord willing. Thanks, guys.